Welcome back to Hoss Fight. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, <clears throat> happy episode 14, everybody. Episode 14 of the Hoss Fighty season. Uh, I hope you are well. I hope those you love are doing well as well. We have another group of 16. Ranked via cage match, kind of. I might have tweaked some things. And this episode, I'm not telling you what I tweaked. I'm not t- I'll tell you one part that I tweaked when we get to it. Uh, but I'm not telling you what I tweaked. You're just going to have to presume that everything is right or that I made changes in order to have a better tournament. Either way, I'm still happy and I'm ready. And I hope you're ready. So within the first 90 seconds, let's begin. We begin, as always, with our 9-8 matchup. Usually... This is a matchup of two hosses of uh, comparable caliber. It is not the case today. Our number nine seed is a man named Rob Terry. I remember Rob Terry barely as being part of um, TNA. Was it the British Invasion? I think he's a UK wrestler. Um, I remember him being very big, certainly hossish in size, and not very talented. The comparison I make in my head, honestly, is to Brackus, and Brackus was terrible. I'm assuming Rob Terry had to be better than Brackus, but still, I'm a little shocked that he made it to a number nine seed, especially when you consider who the number eight seed is going to be, and that is superstar Billy Graham. Again, cage match, fan voting, clearly they don't have the respect for the old school talents uh, as those of us who tend to watch the archives of the Peacock. Uh, But considering that Billy Graham is a former world champion and a very good uh, pro wrestler sports entertainer, he clearly is going to get the win over Rob Terry and move into the next round. Our number 10 seed is uh, the wrestler that we now are forced to call T-Bar, but you know that's not his name. His name is not T-Bar. His name is Donovan Dijakovic, which is also not true, Uh, but Dijak. As we all, pretty sure, all of you listening to this right now, um came into this group, this neighborhood, uh, by way of the New Age Insiders. So you know about Dijak. He's been someone that Maltov and Stryker and folks have been singing the praises of for a very, very long time. In fact, I almost wondered at some point if maybe Jason Maltov was secretly like the brother of Dijak and just, you know, wasn't telling anybody. But either way... um, I've never been as high on Dijak as other people. Yes, he's a bigger guy who moves in some ways like a littler guy, but he doesn't float. Last episode, we talked about Mike Awesome. 
the way Mike Awesome moved with his jumping over the top rope and his slingshots and his top ropes, shoulder blocks and all of that, there was an element of floating. When I think of floating, I think of guys like Ricochet and Neville and people of that ilk. I'm not saying that there's any hoss that might float like that. But I am saying that a guy like Mike Awesome had a bit of gracefulness when he went airborne. I think Dijak doesn't have that in my head because the moves he is trying to do are far more complicated. He tries to like leap to the top rope and springboard off of it, and almost every time I've seen him do that, whether it was in Ring of Honor or NXT, he always seemed to stumble a bit on the top rope. He managed to find his balance and do the move, but it wasn't graceful, it wasn't fluid, it didn't flow. And in my world, I kind of want that to happen. I want things to flow. What is this that I'm getting? Oh, okay. Uh, so that's the number 10 seed. I do like him. I wish they would let him go back to being Dijak. I wish he would get a chance to shine a little more. Um, his number, his opponent is the number seven seed, the Godfather. Papa Shango, Kama Kama Mustafa, the Good Father, Charles Wright. We love Dijak. We do. We want him to succeed. But Charles Wright, in addition to being a wrestling chameleon, he pulled off Papa Shango. He pulled off being the godfather. He turned that around into being the good father. He was a supreme fighting machine. He was a member of the Nation of Domination. Uh, he was a soul taker. Um, is a fantastic athlete and character and a real hoss. Like, if I'm in a bar, I know that's the metric we've stumbled upon in this tournament. There's no way I want to fight Charles Wright. I want him on my side. So the Godfather's going to get the win, Dijak, into the Constellations. Our number 11 seed is someone who kind of came up through the ranks uh, in the same circles as Mr. Dijak. We talked about his partner in two episodes ago. We talked about Eric, so let's talk about Ivar, a.k.a. Uh, Warbeard Hansen. Most certainly a hoss, and he does have the ability to float in a way that I equate to Bam Bam Bigelow, probably because they're two larger men who do cartwheels. But I look at uh, Ivar, and I see a bit of Bam Bam Bigelow in him. And he does move very well. Uh, his opponent, another example of new school versus old school, but this is someone who was champion for years, Bruno Sammartino. I considered taking Bruno San Martino out of the Hoss Fight Tournament because for the only reason that he was before the WrestleMania era. And I tend to do my um, tournaments in the WrestleMania era of the last 40 or so years. Uh, so Bruno wouldn't qualify, but he was champion for such a long time, and he clearly was a hoss. Now, to be fair, I don't have the Polish power Ivan Putski in this tournament. I don't have King Kong Angelo Mosca in this tournament. Both hosses um, in their own right. 
you could make a case for like Baron Mikhail Skaluna. You could make a case for Baron von Raschke. Um, might qualify as being a hoss. So I could take him out uh, and replace him with somebody else, but then I would need to come up with a hoss that hasn't been listed already. There is one name. I will be honest with you. There is one name that doesn't make the cut. We have not talked about this person. Now, this person would not be a number six seed. This person would actually be a number one seed. Um, there is someone that we haven't talked about who was not a hoss when he first started wrestling and then became a hoss, I would say, um, probably through what many would consider the peak of his career. And then as his career wound down, probably started slipping out of the metric of being a hoss. Uh, but I do think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about this person. So I am looking ahead because we, we are running out of time. Honestly, we are running out of time in terms of uh, how many times we can talk about this. So I'm looking ahead to see. I know he's not on here. I've been aware of that this whole time. The question is, would this be the better place to put him? Do I put him in this tournament and completely topple the apple cart of this page uh, by putting this person in here as a, oh, no, you know what? Let's do that. I'm going to do some more finagling with this. Um, I am going to put this person in as a number two seed. I am going to take the person who was the number two seed, which was way too high. I love this man. Um, I, we will talk about him when we get to it. Actually, no, let me look at the four seed. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. All right. We're gonna we're we're going completely off the rails here. Uh, we have removed the number two seed. We've replaced him with the person I'm thinking of. Uh, they are not bumping the number three seed, who is a total makes sense to be there. Not bumping the number four seed. They are bumping the number five seed because the five seed is way too high, and the number five seed will come down to take the place of Bruno. So I apologize to all of you who love Bruno Sammartino, but again, I think all of these wrestlers were taking place more in the WrestleMania era. Even a guy like The Missing Link, who we talked about in the last episode. Um, there is one exception on this page. <laughs> I'm going to have an exception to my own rule. But I, there's a specific reason why I'm going to break that rule. So, farewell to Bruno. You are a hoss. You're just before our time. Uh, so you're being replaced by a number six seed, and that is uh, Chuck Palumbo. Chuck Palumbo, certainly a hoss. I'm watching 2002 wrestling, just finished Backlash. He's won half of the tag team champions with another hoss, Billy Gunn. I've never been a Chuck Palumbo person. So I am actually going to go ahead here, making a big change, and I am giving this to uh, Ivar. I like Ivar. I like Warbeard better than I like Chuck Palumbo. So I'm, we're changing 
everything as we wrap this tournament up. Uh, Ivar advances. Palumbo was going to go into the Constellations, but he's just going in a different spot. All right, that was the 11-6 matchup. Our number five seed is the person who was a number two seed, but again, was way too high as a number two seed. Uh, and that goes... Actually, no, we have to talk about the number 12 seed first. So I'm going to keep you in suspense a little longer. Uh, I have screwed over unintentionally. I have screwed over um, the number 12 seed because the number 12 seed was going to beat Chuck Palumbo in the opening round and now will not do so because uh, of the opponent. The number 12 seed is uh, the person whom was my profile picture for perhaps the first 12 to 18 months. If I had a profile picture up on Twitter in the first 12 to 18 months of being on Twitter, um, it was either Dean Malenko, not a hoss, or Bull Dempsey. And Bull Dempsey, Goon Magoof himself, is our number 12 seed. I think back to those how foolish and naive I was back in 2015, 2016. Uh, we loved Bull Dempsey. We loved the hell out of Bull Fit. It was goofy. It was silly. It was dumb. It was perfect. Uh, Bull Dempsey is the number 12 seed. Love him, love him, love him. But you are, you're hosed, my dude, because you're going up against a man who loves to fight. He is the Belfast bruiser. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Finley. And I can imagine many, many things. Uh, I don't know if I can imagine a world in which um, Fit Finley loses to Bull Dempsey. So Finley will advance. Bull Dempsey will go into the Constellations. Hopefully he will do well. Our number 13 seed. You know, our number 13 seed... Uh, is also someone who was right before the WrestleMania era, now that I think about it. Uh, but he appeared enough, I would say. And then he had a terrible gimmick change through no fault of his own and wrestled briefly in the late 80s, early 90s for the WWF. We, we try to forget Saba Simba. We cannot forget Tony Atlas. Most certainly a hoss. Again, a little before the time of WrestleMania, but our number 13 seed is Tony Atlas, Mr. USA. Fantastic body. The first person, I'm assuming, it's the earliest I've ever seen someone do a military press slam, the Gorilla Press Slam, back in 1981, and he did it with ease to opponents of multiple sizes. But he would not be able to give a press slam to his opponent. The number four seed, Andre the Giant. We have some serious, serious names here. Now, we will talk as we move on in this. We will talk about the fact that being a hoss can't just be about size. And just because you look like the great Kali doesn't mean you're necessarily one of the best all-time hosses, but it's Andre. And so Andre will obviously beat our uh, Tony Atlas and 
advance in our tournament where he's going to take on Finley. And we're going to have that conversation about how much does size matter when we're talking about Finley versus Andre. I may have screwed over Finley a little bit by moving him and, and making these changes. All right. That was 4-3. Our number 14 seed is Ice Train. Am I smooth? I like Ice Train. He's certainly befitting a lower seed here, but I liked Ice Train. I liked the team of Fire and Ice with him and Scott Norton. I thought he was okay. He was a good enough wrestler. He was big. Uh, but we have some serious, serious names on this list, especially now that I've done my tweaking. Uh He's going up against Big Papa Pump, Scotty Steiner, a wrestler who, similar to our number two seed, uh, became more of a hoss later in his career when he decided to take, I assume, all of the steroids. But even in, you know, my favorite version of Scotty Steiner, considering the Steiners won my tag team tournament in season two, uh... Even 90s, early 90s, Scott Steiner was a hoss. Both Steiner brothers were hosses from the beginning. And so Scott Steiner will easily defeat Ice Train. We don't need to spend a lot of time talking about that. Steiner versus Ivar in the quarterfinals. Uh, our number 15 seed was supposed to be Eric Watts, who was a big guy. But he was terrible. And he should be whatever, however, whatever the number is of hosses that we finally get to at the end. There's been some we've added in. We might be at like 257, 258. It's not going to be full 256. Uh, Ryback should be at the very end of that list. But actually, even lower than Ryback should be Eric Watts. Perhaps, this is a bold statement, and you can... Weigh in, please. I'd love you to weigh in. I want you to weigh in on every episode. It, it, it hurts more than it should when I don't get feedback on the episodes. And that's just me being uh, an only child and having, as Kevin Pollack says, hey, look at me disease. Uh, I want feedback on every episode. But is Eric Watts the worst second generation wrestler of all time? I don't know. But he's close. Uh, so we're kicking him out of the tournament, and I am replacing him with the Hoss, who uh, is before the WrestleMania Mania area for sure, but I'm picking him. He holds a soft spot in my heart because I have watched the man. I have watched the man. I tried to say watch and walk at the same time. I have watched the man walking around a very small town in eastern Connecticut. Oxbaker. I've told this story before, lived in the same town that my aunt lived in back when I was a kid. And so when we would go to visit her, I would often, it happened more than once, see Ox Baker, this mountain of a man with the full mustache, with the whole Ox Baker facial hair, walking down the road, just going for walks, and he would wave at every car probably because he didn't want to have people assume he was going to kill them in their sleep. Uh, I love Oxbaker. I never think, I don't think I've ever actually talked to him, but he was one of my favorite parts of going to my aunt's house 
was I there was a very good chance I would get to see Oxbaker. I think they lived relatively close to each other. Uh, and so Oxbaker is taking on our number two seed, who is the guy. I should make sure that I haven't totally screwed the pooch on this. I'm flipping back through pages. I'm making sure he didn't show up, but I don't think he did. Um, Jean-Paul Levesque was not a hoss. Hunter Hearst Helmsley was not a hoss. But then Triple H starts to ascend to main event status and totally hosses it up. He grows to a point where he's almost rhino levels of being wider than he is tall. There's a point. I haven't gotten there yet in my wrestle watching, but when he's in evolution, he is a bloated man. He is muscular, like, but he is he is big in a you poke him with a pin and like 84 gallons of water are just going to f- spew from his body. Um, he's a hoss, no doubt. And he wasn't in the tournament. I didn't consider him a hoss. Uh, I think his his stats sort of didn't give him uh, hossy status. But considering who our number one seed is, if our number one seed is in this tournament, then Triple H needs to be in the tournament too. And yes, he's going to defeat Ox Baker. I just wanted to get Ox Baker included. Uh, Triple H wins. He will take on the Godfather. Watch the hell out of that match. Our number 16 seed is someone that I was watching in 1981 try to break out of Sergeant Slaughter's Cobra Clutch. And then he went on to be a dirty, dirty white boy along with Len Denton. And then he became the plumber. Tony Anthony is a hoss and was low enough on the list, one of the last names I picked. Uh, and so we are counting him. And he is a hoss, but he is taking on our number one seed. And hopefully you figured out who it is by now. Uh, no, it's not any of the last remaining hosses we still haven't talked about. Uh, it's the peacemaker himself, John Cena. And I debated whether or not he was a hoss because, you know, he's not as big or like he's not six seven. He's not over three hundred pounds. But he, if Roman Reigns is a hoss, then John Cena is a hoss, and John Cena. I don't know if he would ever get into a bar fight, but probably would handle himself okay. And he will defeat Tony Anthony and take on superstar Billy Graham in what would be a very entertaining quarterfinal matchup. So, Cena versus Superstar, Andre versus Finley, Triple H versus The Godfather, Scott Steiner versus Ivar. Some serious, serious names on this page. Um, Constellation Bracket, round one. Chuck Palumbo versus Ice Train. I don't like Chuck Palumbo, but it makes sense for him to win this. He had a far more successful career than Ice Train, so we'll let him advance. Um, Dijak versus Ox Baker. I love the heart punch. I think that's a great move. Oxbaker is scary, and I wouldn't want him in a bar to meet him in a bar fight. But since he is before the era, and I just wanted to get him included, let's give Dijak the win. Uh, Baker will take on Ice Train in the double losers bracket. 
Tony Atlas versus Bull Dempsey. I apologize to you, Tony Atlas, but we got to keep talking about Dempsey at least for a little while. And then Tony Anthony versus Rob Terry. I remember Rob Terry being Terry Bull. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's a good day. It's good to be the king. Uh, so I'm giving the win to Tony Anthony. Dirty White Boy gets the win. So our double losers bracket, Tony Atlas versus Rob Terry. We will give that to Tony Atlas, of course. Ox Baker versus Ice Train. Yeah, okay, we'll give it to Ice Train. No, 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 we're not. We're going to give it to Ox Baker. If only because there's a chance Ox Baker wrestled Tony Atlas in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, we're giving it to Ox Baker. Uh, Rob Terry will be 16th. Ice Train will be 15th. And we will give Tony Atlas the win over Ox Baker. So Ox Baker is 14th. Tony Atlas is 13th. That feels okay to me. Quarterfinals. Uh, Scott Steiner versus Ivar. No question, it's got to be Scott Steiner. Ivar takes on Tony Anthony in the next round of the Constellations. Triple H versus The Godfather. I mean, I love Charles Wright. Uh, and if this was in terms of who my favorites were, then he would beat Triple H. But it's not, and Triple H was hossy for quite a while. So we'll give the win to Hunter. The Godfather will take on Dijak. My goodness, I am just butchering these last. Oh, no, wait, I even did that wrong. Yeah, Godfather will take on actually Bull Dempsey. Uh, Andre versus Fit Finley. Okay, let's talk about it. Um... You have to be, we have to know what we mean when we say tough. Andre the Giant had a legitimate physical condition that made it impossible for him to live a normal life and made it very difficult for him to live comfortably, period. There is a certain amount of toughness that comes just in that alone. And then to be so big and strong and be able to wrestle and wrestle in the biggest match of your life at WrestleMania 3 where you can barely stand up. There is a, a supreme amount of toughness there. And if we're talking about a hoss in the way we've been defining the term hoss for 14 episodes... That's Finley. We've been basically describing Fit Finley this whole time. So, how are we defining our terms? If we're going by a hoss as a wrestler, I'm giving it to Finley. If we're going by the bar fight rule, you know, do you want to fight Andre? And we have to consider Andre at least somewhat in his prime. With Finley at my side? No. Do I want to fight Finley with Andre at my side? No, but I'd rather. I'd rather fight the smaller guy where I can hide behind the giant. So I think I'm going to give it to Andre... But it's very close. 
and again, it really depends on what we're, how we're defining our terms. But I think that's the proper way to do it. So Finley will take on Dijak. And then John Cena is going to beat superstar Billy Graham because um, I think it's the better choice. And I'm way more familiar with Cena than Graham. And so Billy Graham will take on Palumbo. Uh, yeah, I've just... You can barely make this out. I hope I'm not making a mistake. I don't think I am, but I think I've got all the matchups right. Um, but just, you know, I made so many changes. Uh, I'm not gonna t still not going to tell you what they were, but I made a bunch. All right. Next round of the cons. Oh, semifinals. Cena versus Andre. And in a rematch from whatever terrible match it was, <laughs> Triple H versus Scott Steiner. Uh Ivar versus Tony Anthony, that goes to Ivar. Bull Dempsey versus The Godfather, that goes to The Godfather, without question. Dijak versus Finley, that goes to Finley, without question. And then Chuck Palumbo versus Superstar Graham. I think I give that to Billy Graham, but, you know, that's a closer comparable and I understand that Billy Graham was a world champion, but it's a closer comparable. So I'm giving it to Billy Graham. So actually, I need to change this. There we go. All right. Next group of four, 12 through nine. Dempsey's going to beat Tony Anthony. Uh, I'm going to have Dijak beat Chuck Palumbo. So Tony Anthony will be 12th. Palumbo will be 11th. He'll beat Tony Anthony. And then Bull Dempsey versus Dijak. Ooh. I got to go with... I never had Dijak as my profile picture there, folks. I'm having Dempsey be ninth, and Dijak is 10th. All right. Our next round of consolations to determine who is 8th and who is 7th. Uh, the Godfather beats Ivar, no question. And I'm saying Finley beats Billy Graham, no question. So then Ivar faces Billy Graham to determine who is seventh. We'll give that to the superstar. I think that's a fair ranking for him. Ivar is eighth. Billy Graham is seventh. Semifinals. These are both hard. I, in the, I, I'm not telling you what I did in the past because I remember I did all of this in the summer and now I'm making all of these changes. Um, Cena faced Andre in the semifinals. That didn't change. Um, I gave it to Cena before and I think I give it to Cena now. Uh, in terms of being a haughty wrestler, I think you got to give it to Cena. Being a hoss in terms of a person... That's probably more Andre. But I think Cena gets the win there. And then it was Finley. Finley had made it to the semifinals before I put Triple H in there. Um, it was Finley versus Scott Steiner. Now it's Hunter versus Scott Steiner. And again, I go to, you know, they're both hosses. They both had moments of being less hossy, but Scott Steiner was a hoss for longer. Like even in the nine, you know, 
Scott Steiner circa WrestleMania 9 versus Jean-Paul Levesque. Scott Steiner's the hoss. So I'm giving the win to Steiner. I am. Triple H loses and will take on Finley in the next round. So, Godfather versus Andre the Giant. Again, I think it depends on how we're defining the terms, but I'll give that to Andre. And then Triple H versus Finley. I got to be true to myself and say that I think... I think if I'm in a bar... I'm certainly having Finley on my team. So I think Finley wins. Yeah, Finley wins. The battle for sixth and fifth place. The Godfather versus Triple H. Triple H wasn't even going to be considered a hoss. So the fact that he's made it this far is something. I'm giving it to the Godfather. And again, we we can't have the bar fight be the only metric... But Charles Wright, legitimate fighting skills, would have, you know, would have been a UFC fighter probably in another world. Um, Triple H would not. So we're giving it to the Godfather. Andre versus Finley. That was a consolation semifinal matchup that did not change. Uh, I gave it to Andre before, but I think I'm changing my mind. And I think I'm giving it to Finley today. So I think Finley beats Andre for third place. And then Cena versus Scott Steiner is a real tough matchup. Um, and I think it comes down, again, that final was the same. So this, I gave it to Cena in 2021. I think I'm changing my mind again. Uh, because <laughs> you can probably hear the snow plows outside. Um, Thug- Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena, was not a super hoss, if I remember correctly. Like, even Ruthless Aggression, John Cena, he was about the size of Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is not in this tournament. Is he a hoss? Maybe. But I'll, now, all of a sudden, if I'm opening it up to Angle and I'm opening it up to Regal, and we've got way more people here. So I'm giving it to Scott Steiner. Because, again, Scott Steiner was a hoss in the NWA, in WCW, and then <laughs> briefly and badly in the WWE, uh, and then in TNA. So I think I'm going to give it to Scott Steiner. I'm, I think I'm comfortable with that. Uh, so... Let's put in our data here so we can keep our sheets going because with two episodes to go, friends, these brackets are mostly filled out. What will happen after these are done is that uh, we'll start at 16 with, you know, we'll, we'll suck it up and get through it. Scott Steiner joins Drew McIntyre and Mark Henry and Lashley. John Cena joins Lex Luger and Sheamus and Roman Reigns. That all feels about right. 
Finley. Yeah. Group three. Uh, Willie Mack maybe doesn't fit, but Ron Simmons, Stan Hansen, Masato Tanaka, Junkyard Dog, Haku, Jim Duggan, The Rock. Say what you will about whether or not he belongs there. Keith Lee, Road Warrior Hawk, Goldberg, Mike Awesome, and now Finley. That, that is Mid-South Wrestling right there. Uh, four is Andre joining Viscera and Abyss and Braun Strowman and many other giants. Five was The Godfather joining Booker T and Jim Neidhart and Rikishi, Triple H joining Billy Gunn. We have a DX connection there. And again, a lot of uh, old school Mid-South guys. Billy Graham joining Brutus Beefcake and Hulk Hogan in, in Group 7. Ivar, one spot ahead of Eric. Eric was a ninth seed. Ivar is an eighth seed. Bull Dempsey joining Rampage Brown and Barry Darso. The, okay. Yes. Yes. I can make a connection between Bull Dempsey and Barry Darso very easily in my mind. Uh, Dijak joining Dexter Loomis and Chris Hero and Damian Priest. That fits. Chuck Palumbo joining Eric Rowan and Mongo, the Patriot. That fits. Tony Anthony joining Rodney Mack and Hillbilly Jim. Um, so, did Tony Anthony do the Uncle Cletus thing? He did. Very briefly, right? He was a heel manager for the Godwins. Hillbilly Jim managed the Godwins. Oh, my goodness. Connections everywhere if you know how to look for them. Uh, Tony Atlas joining Mason Ryan and the Warlord and the Wall and Jesse Ventura. Very buff group there. Uh, the number 14s, the crazy group with Tank Abbott and the Ultimate Warrior and Zeus. And now we throw in Ox Baker. He fits like a glove. Rob Terry joining Ezekiel Jackson and Matt Morgan and Tyler Rex in that group should be called The People DC Doesn't Know Enough About. And then Rob Terry, no, Rob Terry, Ice Train, sorry, Ice Train is 15. Rob Terry joining Rick Titan and Tomko and Horace in the wrestlers who just weren't very good. All right, friends, two more pages to go. I was wondering why I couldn't remember Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner appears on page 15 to give you a tease of something to look forward to, along with quite a bunch of names, and we are saving some of the biggest names for the final page. Remember, all of the assignments happened randomly. Oh boy, are you in a treat? Are you in for a treat for pages 15 and 16? Good stuff good stuff. My name is DC Matthews, hitting the mic stand on my way out the door. Uh, you can find me in Durango Canyon at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a great rest of the day. Next up, another group. We only have 32 big meaty men left to slap that meat. Stay with us.